0: Hello, everyone, and live from Bill Belichick's retirement party, it's the 4th and Inches show with Jana and the Sherpa. But as you can tell, unfortunately, the Sherpa is on an unintended bye week. Uh, We had to push to Wednesday for recording because of my schedule, and then he had a family emergency, unfortunately. So keep the Sherpa in your thoughts. He'll be back with us next week. Um, In the meantime, though, he did send over – his predictions, his recommendations, all that good stuff. So you'll get both his viewpoint and mine. Unfortunately, he's just not here to defend his. So I'm sure next week I'll get an earful about it. But just so you know, as always, we've got an action-packed show for you tonight. We're going to give you um, everything you need to win any type of fantasy league you've got. Is it season long? Is it dynasty? Is it daily fantasy? Is it a water cooler, a bet? Anything you want, we've got you covered here. We're going to take you through injuries. Uh, waiver wire pickups who to start who to sit our game predictions daily fantasy picks we've got it all we'll be here i keep saying we'd be service here in spirit but we'll be here for an hour from 8 to 9 p.m. Eastern time, as we are every week. We'll be back at our normal time next week on Tuesday night at 7.30 Eastern. You can find us all over social media if one hour is just not enough, because quite frankly, how could it be? Uh, you can find us on Twitter, slash X, whatever you want to call it these days. We're at the number 4 THN Inches Show. That's the number 4 THN Inches Show. You can find us at JKIM16 and Fantasy underscore Sherpa. You can figure out who's, who's there. You can find us on Facebook at the Fantasy Football Sherpa fan page. You can email us at the number 4 Show at gmail.com. That's the number 4 Show at gmail.com. We do have, unfortunately, the bye weeks are back. (laughs) We've got six teams on a bye this week. Baltimore, Buffalo, Chicago, Las Vegas, Minnesota, and Sherpas, New York Giants. So, We are certainly down several players, and then there's injuries on top of that. So we need to rebuild some offenses. We're going to help you do that. Um, So we'll start at the top with everyone's least favorite part of the show, and that is the injury report. Uh, We'll keep it as condensed as I possibly can, and then I will give you some uh, waiver wire picks straight from the brain of the Sherpa. So we've got you. We've got you covered there. We'll start out in Arizona. Biggest thing you want to worry about here is wide receiver Michael Wilson. He's questionable with a shoulder injury. still not practicing today, which is not great. Um, It's it's probably going to be a game-time decision. Again, it's not the world's best matchup, so we can give you some better ideas to pick up off the waiver wire. I wouldn't want to put all my eggs in that basket. Also keep an eye on the secondary. There's a lot of questionable, uh, not play, but players in the secondary in Arizona who – Again, maybe not the most stout offense they're facing, but still, you know, an offense they're going to need to slow down. In Atlanta, um, on on the offensive side of football, wide receiver Matt Collins didn't play last week. He uh, is dealing with an ankle injury. He was limited practice today, so at least he's trending in a better direction. Uh, it sounds that they're cautiously optimistic he's going to be on the field this week, so keep an eye on that. Again, that's really more for our our deeper leagues <laughs> or or if you're like Sherpa and I in one of these 32 team leagues uh, you might might have Mac Ollins on your roster so keep an eye on that the Ravens are on a buy this week so we're going to leave them out of this bills also on a buy the only note here is tight end Dawson Knox who's on injured reserve and on a lot of your IR spots on your teams Uh, Sean McDermott did say this week that they're hopeful but not certain that he's going to be able to come back after the bye week. He's coming back from the wrist injury. He did have surgery. Um, The practice window could open for him after the bye, but this is going to be a pretty important week for him healing-wise. So keep an eye on that early next week to see which way this is looking, but certainly have a plan going forward. Again, keep an eye on the waiver wire report here in a few minutes. There are some pretty good tight ends that are still floating around out there. In Carolina, uh, we have not just questionable play, but a whole lot of questionable with injuries. Wide receiver Latiska Chenault is not practicing. He's dealing with an ankle injury. Tight end Tommy Trumbull is not practicing. He's dealing with a hip injury. Uh, tight end Hayden Hurst is dealing with a concussion. He's not practicing. He's still very much in the concussion protocol. Cornerback JC Horn uh, is dealing with hamstring injury. He is is looking at injured reserve. It's not great. Um also, something to keep an eye on is the linebacker position. Uh, is Everyone is questionable. Everybody is not practicing. Also, the guards. Um, Austin Corbett is on injured reserve with a knee injury. Cade, uh, Cade Mays is, is dealing with an ankle injury and pretty questionable going into this week. Chandler Zavada is probably going to be done for the season. He suffered a knee injury. It was knocked out of the game against the Titans. So they have a lot lot of issues on both the offense and defensive side of the ball. So maybe tread with caution (laughs) if you think about starting players here. In Chicago, we're on a bye this week. We're going to just table them. Uh, Also, just keep in the back of your mind, Deontay Foreman, not totally healthy. We did not see him last week. So if he's on your bench, keep an eye on that. The Cincinnati Bengals, uh, Joe Burrow, uh, This obviously didn't happen until after we recorded last week, but showed up Thursday with a uh, potential wrist issue, uh, a a guard, a brace on his wrist, and played a couple of plays, and, you know, turns out he tore a ligament in in his wrist, and he had successful surgery to repair the wrist on Monday this week. He's on IR. He's done for the year, and the Bengals are being investigated for potentially not reporting an injury, which... Very clearly existed before this game, so they might be losing some draft picks. Uh, they certainly lost their quarterback, so that's not going great for them. Jake Browning was uh, underwhelming in in relief. Um, keep an eye on cornerback Taylor britt He's very questionable, did not play last week. He's dealing with a quad injury. They are hoping they may get him back this week, but he's certainly somebody in that secondary they like to have on the field. Wide receiver T Higgins has a real chance to play uh, on Monday night. He's been out with a hamstring injury. That would certainly be a boost for that offense. And also, if you remember, T Higgins is in a contract year, and so far hasn't gone great for him. So we'd like to see him get a little healthy and get some playing time. Maybe, uh, maybe catch a couple of passes. That'd be great. In Cleveland, the the wheels they just keep on turning. As the the fans go, these are the days of our lives. The quarterback carousel has continued to roll on. Deshaun Watson underwent surgery on the displaced fracture in his right throwing shoulder on Tuesday of last week. So he, as we know, is now done for the year. Um, Not entirely sure how somebody was on the injury report with not a shoulder issue and then magically had a broken bone in his shoulder that they weren't sure when it happened little suspect to me, but again, no one asked. <laughs> so, Dorian Thompson Robinson started for the Browns last week, which was great until he got knocked out of the game with a concussion. And now, all of a sudden, we were down to just P.J. Walker, and things were not looking great. So the Browns did what the Browns do, and they went and signed Joe Flacco. (laughs) He might be your starting quarterback this week. (laughs) Joe Flacco is taking the reps uh, at practice as if he were starting. Uh, DTR, Dorian Thompson Robinson, uh, for those of you not calling him DTR, get with it, is still very much in the concussion protocol. He did not practice today. Uh, It does not seem like he is on track to get cleared for this week. So, uh, again, a tough defensive matchup. It it could be a long day for Cleveland. I'm not sure what we're going to get out of Joe Flacco. I know the last few times out, we were not totally overwhelmed. It was more underwhelmed, maybe just whelmed, but uh, not someone I'm rushing to put on any of my fantasy teams, and I would hope you're not as well unless, you know, all you had was Deshaun Watson and DTR. And in that case, I'm sorry. We should send you some kind of fruit plate or something, some kind of condolences. Um, Anyway, (laughs) moving on. Uh, Keep an eye on Denzel Ward, the cornerback, dealing with a shoulder injury, not practicing. Miles Garrett didn't practice today. He's dealing with a shoulder injury. Uh, Seems a little more serious than the Browns would like us to feel. Um, So I would not be surprised if – I'd be surprised if he didn't play, but I wouldn't be surprised if we see less volume of play out of him this week. Wide receiver Marquise Goodwin is not practicing. He's also concussed. Uh, Do we see a theme from last week's game? DTR, still in the concussion protocol. Running back Kareem Hunt is not practicing. He's dealing with a groin injury. Wide receiver Amari Cooper is uh, questionable with a rib injury. X-rays came back negative. Not practicing right now. Doesn't sound like he's feeling real good. But quite frankly, there are not very many human beings practicing for the Browns right now. So if you're interested and in the area, maybe swing on by, catch a couple of reps, get yourself a couple couple of game checks. They're, they're definitely going to be a different looking team this week, thanks to injuries. So moving on to if this is your first time listening, I'm a Cowboys fan. And hi, so glad you're here. Um, hopefully this is not your first time, but just in case. So moving on to my Cowboys where I am very much in the mindset that I'm waiting for the other shoe to drop. There's something bad to come in because things are too good for the Cowboys right now. In fact, the injury report only has one name on it. That's <laughs> backup tight end Peyton Hendershot, who is dealing with an ankle injury. He was a full practice yesterday, so he's going to play this week, barring a, a colossal setback. So the Cowboys are – looking entirely too functional. They are entirely too healthy. Uh, They seem to be operating in a healthy manner, so I'm very sure something bad's coming, and it might be the Seahawks beating them this week. I said this to Sherpa last week, too, and he laughed at me all day long on Thanksgiving, all day, (laughs) because I was so sure that the Cowboys wouldn't win that game. And anyway, instead of unpacking all my issues. The Cowboys are pretty healthy, so most people would take that as a good sign, so we will. <laughs> In Denver, um, they are also starting to have flashes of looking like a real live NFL football team, something we weren't sure they were capable of, but here they are. Um, injury-wise, tight end Greg Dolchich, they're not sure um, when he's going to be activated off IR they thought this would be a shorter term injury it's a hamstring injury um, but he doesn't seem to be close to returning at this point certainly not being activated before this Sunday's game but it sounds like he could still be a few weeks away if at all so if you're someone like me who has him sitting around on their team hoping for him to get healthy again it might be time to start thinking about like this might not happen <laughs> let's make sure there's another plan. Um, Also, keep an eye on (laughs) running back Dwayne Washington, um, backup, backup, running back. He's questionable. He doesn't have an an injury designation right now, but he was listed as questionable today. So just something to keep in the back of your mind. But for the most part, Bronco is pretty healthy. Good for you guys. In Detroit, home of the Fighting Motor City Dan Campbells, as I like to call them, or the Lions, as everyone else does, uh, you're looking at running back David Montgomery is the biggest name on your list here. He's questionable with a foot injury. He was very limited at practice today and it does not seem like we are trending in a great direction. There's a very real chance he may not play this weekend and if he does, it will be in a limited capacity. So take that with a grain of salt when you decide who you're looking at maybe for a flex option. Maybe this isn't the week, but maybe, maybe he has a, Something great happened and he's fast healing and he thinks he's Aaron Rodgers and ready to go. I don't know, but I I would proceed with some caution with him in my lineup this week. Check back at game time. Um, Quarterback Hendon Hooker, uh, who is, is technically still out. He was designated return from the non-football injury list. Coming back from that torn ACL last year. Um, They think that he's progressing very well. It does not mean that he is coming back to play football for the Lions, per se, this year, but he could get a couple of reps. He can be around the team. These are all good things, Um, so good for him. And also, safety C.J. Gardner-Johnson, who is on injured reserve, um, motorcy's Dan Campbell said he does not expect him back soon unless he is, quote, Wolverine. So if we feel like C.J. Gardner-Johnson is trending in the Wolverine direction, we might see him sooner rather than later. I'm inclined to think that that means it's going to be a few weeks, (laughs) but everyone has a different definition of Wolverine. So take it as you will. These are just the words from the mouth of Motor City Dan Campbell, the patron state of the Detroit Lions. Looking on the other side of the division, the Green Bay Packers have a few more issues to deal with, uh, namely running back AJ Dillon. He is not practicing. Uh, He's dealing with a groin injury and, Coach said, quote, we're just trying to get him healthy. Well, I mean, we're all just trying to get healthy. That doesn't really tell us a whole lot, but thanks. So could go either way on whether he plays this week. It sounds like he's going to try to, uh, but probably not try to push it. Uh, On the other side of things, running back Aaron Jones is not practicing on Wednesday as well. He's dealing with a knee injury. Uh, Seems like he's a little healthier, but neither one of these strike a whole ton of confidence in you. So we'll see how that goes also keep an eye on cornerback jair alexander he is questionable with a shoulder injury not practicing today either um, and a couple of their linebackers are down for the count so keep an eye on that secondary <clears throat> one note also tight end luke musgrave is on ir and matt Lafleur said on monday that he doesn't know if musgrave is going to be able to play again this season he's dealing with an abdomen issue And it doesn't look like it's healing quite as fast or maybe it was more complicated than they thought, but it doesn't sound like they're expecting him back this season. So if you've been hanging on to him, hoping he'd be back. Uh, I hate to burst your bubble, but it might be time for a plan B. So we can find you a plan B in the next segment. So just hold on tight. We're almost there. In Houston, we do not have any problems. This team is so much fun to watch. However, they are dealing with some injuries, one of them being to wide receiver Tank Dell, one of my favorite names in football. I just love that you named a kid Tank. I know it's not his legal name, but it should be. Uh, Tank is dealing with a calf injury. He's not practicing today, but they are optimistic he's going to be ready to go for the game on Sunday. Wide receiver Noah Brown was spotted at practice. He was limited. Uh, He's dealing with a knee injury that seems a little more problematic. Keep an eye on that. And kicker Kaimi Fairbear, who I know Sherpa loves when we talk about kickers and punters, (laughs) he is currently on IR, but, quote, making significant progress in his recovery from a right quad strain and appears to be on track to return from IR when first eligible for activation week 14. So if you're feeling wild and you want to stash Kaimi Fairbear, this is your time, people on the back um also just keep an eye on some of the secondary uh in particular jimmy ward jake hansen uh dylan horton there's guys that are are probably gonna be questionable and potentially not playing for you this week so the defense might not be as stout as it once was let's look at indianapolis um, biggest thing that's come out of pretty much everybody this week is the Jonathan Taylor injury since that sort of came out of left field and all of a sudden we're having surgery. So for those of you who have not heard uh Taylor is undergoing surgery in Los Angeles today to address a right thumb injury that was sustained in Sunday's win over the Buccaneers. It, they're optimistic. It's going to be a two week injury. Now, this is the time of year when playoffs are starting to ramp up and games are starting to really matter and you really need your players. And if Sherpa were here, we would be hearing the the woes of having Jonathan Taylor in a league that starts its playoffs during bye weeks, which we'll hear next week. <laughs> but our condolences to you, Sherpa, and to the Colts fans and other Jonathan Taylor owners because... This is good, it was working, it was working, and now we're having thumb surgery. Um, Also, tight end Jelani Woods, he is on IR for a hamstring injury. It looked like he was getting closer to coming back, but has recently suffered a setback, so not looking optimistic there. Also, keep in mind, center Ryan Kelly is in the concussion protocol. That's a big deal, especially with a, a backup quarterback like Gardner Minshew behind center. You need the consistency, and quite frankly, he's a damn good center. So if he can't get cleared, that is going to cause some issues for the Colts this week, so keep an eye on that. <clears throat> out in Jacksonville, again, as as they prove to be all year long, one of the healthiest teams out there, which we appreciate. Um uh, Offensive tackle Cam Robinson is on injured reserve. He's dealing with a knee injury, so his season is pretty close to done. And wide receiver Jamal Agnew was placed on IR Saturday with a shoulder injury, so not looking like we're going to see much more of him this year. Um, And that's really about it. You've got one cornerback who's a little bit questionable, but Jacksonville's pretty healthy, good for them. In Kansas City, uh, just a couple of injuries here as well. Linebacker Nick Bolton is designated to return from IR. He had been dealing with a wrist injury, so his practice window is open. Good for him. They could certainly use the linebacker help. Running back Jarek McKinnon is questionable. He is not practicing today. He has not practiced this week. He's dealing with a groin injury. It is going to be pretty touch and go. Wide receiver, Kadarius, Tony's questionable with hip and ankle injuries. He had a full practice today, so we're hoping he is training in the right direction. It looked like he was going to play last week, and then he popped up late late scratch with a hip injury, even though it had been an ankle before. So uh, something's not totally right, and hopefully it sounds like it's getting better. So keep an eye on that. Wide receiver, Nicole Hardman was put on injured reserve. He has announced that he had successful surgery on his sprained right thumb. So hopefully we've got some fast healers there. In Las Vegas, we're on a bye, so we're not going to worry about you guys till next week. Sorry, enjoy Vegas in the meantime. The Chargers have a whole plethora of issues, but most of them are not injury-related. They're self-inflicted. We'll get to that. But um, two things to note here, wide receiver Quentin Johnson is not uh, – he is practicing today in a limited fashion, dealing with this rib injury that he suffered during the game, bounced him out of the game, which wasn't good. Uh, they certainly need wide receivers and healthy ones. Um, Joey Bosa is officially on IR after uh, dealing with a foot injury, so he's on injury reserve now. He's going to be out at least four weeks. Um Keenan Allen still still dealing with the shoulder, still says he's going to be fine. He says mark him down, all right, great. But uh, tough time to be a Colts wide receiver, that's for sure. It's a little dangerous out there. In Rams country, we've got cornerback Duke Shelley uh, dealing with a hamstring injury. He went on IR on Monday. Stacey Quinton-Lake is questionable with a hamstring injury. Does not look like he's going to play this week, trending in all the wrong directions. So there's a, a couple of guys you want to keep an eye on in that secondary. It looks like they'll be without. So not at full strength. Probably will be just fine. But we'll get to that in a bit. In Miami, uh, a little more injuries than you'd like to see here, especially the bye week We don't really need all these, but... <laughs> Uh, Running back Chris Brooks is designated to return from IR. he had been on with an ankle injury, so getting a little more health at running back is good because last week Devon Achan didn't play with a knee injury. He was limited today. Um, it seemed like it was pretty close to game time. They decided I would think it's going to happen that way again next week or this week by the time we're doing this. Also keep an eye on... Um, Linebacker Jalen Phillips, he went on IR, he tore his Achilles on that very same MetLife turf, which seems to be a recurring theme, unfortunately. And hero of the 99-yard Hail Mary pickoff, Javon Holland, the safety, is questionable with a knee injury. Uh, He is planning to play this week, so he seems good to go. Uh, Keep an eye on offensive tackle Teron Armstead, that he's – Dealing with a quad injury, he's considered week-to-week, so they're really not sure what they're going to get from him this week, if anything, but it would it would help to have your, your tackles there. So keep an eye on that when you're trying to decide how many points two is putting up for you this week. In Minnesota, they're on a bye. Two things to note, Justin Jefferson is officially being reinstated as of yesterday off IR, that opens his practice window so he may play after the bye. And that the Vikings are not committing to Joshua Dobbs being their starting quarterback after the bye week. So we'll discuss that next week when if that becomes a reality because that's just ludicrous. But anyway, another team with starting quarterback woes is the New England Patriots. Um, it appears that Bailey Zappi is going to be your starting quarterback this week. Mac Jones is currently running the scout team, so things are not going well there. So if you have Mac Jones, let's get you a new quarterback. Uh, probably also the Patriots, we should get you a new quarterback. And Mac Jones needs a new team with an offensive line. But uh, it looks like Bailey Zappu will probably be your likely starter. It could go either way at this moment, though. Also keep in mind, wide receiver Demario Douglas is in the concussion protocol was not spotted at practice today and for those of you playing the long game at home wide receiver kendrick bourne went uh underwent surgery last week to repair that acl and is expected to be ready for the start of training camp so you're in a keeper league keep him around (laughs) new orleans saints dealing with a plethora of injuries here as well uh, wide receiver Rashid Shaheed is dealing with a quad injury. He was not practicing today. Wide receiver Chris Olave was knocked out of the game with a concussion. He is still in the protocol, took individual drills, did not practice in full. So that's a sign we're at least getting closer. Um, from everything I'm hearing, it sounds like he's going to play this week. Um, Blake Groupie, the kicker. Again, I get to you get another kicker injury in here he's dealing with an undisclosed injury considered day-to-day probably not a guy you want to start this week won't even tell us what's hurt on him let's find another kicker we'll get to that in just a few minutes Uh, running back Kendry miller is not practicing did not play last week an ankle injury not looking great so far defensive end cameron jordan is dealing with a shin injury he's questionable coming into this week Cornerbar, cornerback Marshawn Lattimore is on injured reserve with the ankle injury, and wide receiver Michael Thomas hit injured reserve uh, for the knee injury. His season's probably done. Um, so those happened right at the end of the last week. So I want to make sure we got those in. The Giants are on a bye this week, so again, we won't touch too much on that. Um, the only real notable thing coming out of of their camp is that. They still expect Daniel Jones to be their quarter their starting quarterback when healthy, but won't stop the team from make that won't stop the team from making moves to the position during the off season. So we like it, but like we might like this other prettier girl better. You just never know. So the vote of confidence without giving a vote of confidence. Let's move on to another suspect quarterback situation and that is the New York Jets. Aaron Rodgers uh 11 weeks from tearing his Achilles tendon to the day is officially has his practice window open. He was a limited participant in practice today. He's hoping to play on Christmas Eve against the Commanders. This is ludicrous. But again, no one asked my opinion on it. That's just fine. Um I hope you're not. I mean, stash Aaron Rodgers if you want, but this seems not ideal <laughs> i mean it doesn't seem like you should put yourself unnecessarily in potentially harm's way for a team that's not going to make the playoffs but i guess the next week or two will be very telling on if well aaron is going to get under center here so we'll check back with them um other than that it's really the secondary a lot of linebackers and quarterbacks cornerbacks uh dealing with injuries so keep an eye on that the Eagles are playing a pretty big game this week. Not sure if you've heard of <laughs> them. They're hopefully going to be a little closer to full strength. Tackle Lane Johnson did not play last week with the groin injury. He said he's absolutely going to play this week, and they absolutely need him if they want to win this game. Tight end Dallas Goddard is still officially listed as questionable. He had forearm surgery two weeks ago, and he is not going to be healthy enough to play this week. But he thinks he might be, um, even if – Somehow he's crazy enough to talk his way on the field. Maybe not the best option, but I don't think they're going to let him on the field this week. Uh, Linebacker Zach Cunningham is dealing with a hamstring injury. We're not sure how questionable that questionable designation is. They don't seem to have much of a status update yet. Defensive tackle Fletcher Cox was knocked out of the game with a groin injury. He did return after leaving in the first half and played it out. He's going to play through it again this week safety Justin Evans is not going to be activated uh, for off of IR with that knee injury probably for another week and cornerback Avante Maddox who they've been missing um, their Sirianni said he's not ruling out the possibility of Maddox playing at some point this season but it is a long shot with that torn pectoral muscle so some good news there, getting Lane Johnson back, probably having at least a partially healthy Fletcher Cox. Those are would be very, very big deals for the Eagles coming into this week. The Steelers, despite, you know, a little locker room brawl, are pretty healthy. Wide receiver Calvin Austin, I I I the third, um, is questionable after sustaining an ankle injury late in the game, but beyond that, we don't have any new additions to the injury report, so good for them uh 49ers also pretty healthy wide receiver ray ray mcleod iii is questionable he is not practicing he's dealing with a rib injury keep an eye on that um running back jordan mason is questionable he's not practicing with a hamstring injury and we've got a couple of safeties a couple of defensive ends that are banged up but keep an eye on it all in all this is they've gotten a lot healthier (laughs) they've absolutely gotten a lot healthier and it's gonna be an interesting game this week against the eagles in Seattle, <clears throat> the biggest name you have to worry about right now is running back Kenneth Walker, I I I, He is very questionable, more doubtful with the oblique injury. Um, he's trending in the wrong direction. It's a short week. They're playing on Thursday night. It looks like you're not going to get much, if any, out of him this week. It's going to be a whole lot of the Zach Charbonnet show, so just plan accordingly. Wide receiver D- Eskridge is dealing with a rib injury. He's not practicing today. Tydam Will was not, was limited at practice today with hip injury. Maybe active this week. Hard to say. Um, but again, they're playing on Thursday night, so it's a short week. It's a quick turnaround, and they have a lot of injuries that they didn't really want to have a short week on. <laughs> uh, the the Buccaneers pretty healthy. Uh, Baker Mayfield still dealing with that ankle injury, but they seem to think he is going to play and be fine. Pretty much every cornerback and linebacker on the roster is listed as questionable at this current moment. So I'm going to take them at the word. Secondary is looking a little beat up. So just keep an eye on who plays and who doesn't. So if you're thinking about you're on the edge of starting this defense or not, you can make a, a more educated decision. In Tennessee, wide receiver Traylon Burks is in the concussion protocol but was present at practice, did not fully practice, but being there is at least a good sign we're moving in the right direction. Hopefully he can get healthy for this weekend. Tackle Chris Hubbard uh, has hit IR with a biceps injury. That's not great for that line, uh, but other than that, they're pretty healthy. In Washington, it is really strictly just your linebackers, your defensive ends, your cornerbacks. that you want to keep an eye on that defense uh, definitely took a little bit of a beating this week. So not great. I think they'll bounce back. We'll get to that in a little bit in the game predictions. But now that I've given you a mountain of injuries to deal with on top of the six teams on by, remember Baltimore, Buffalo, Chicago, Vegas, Minnesota, and the Giants, we're going to need to fill some of these holes. So Sherpa has been so kind to send over his pre-show notes. I don't actually look at any of these before I start recording because What would be the fun of that? Uh, (laughs) So he uh, has some good options for us here. We'll start, as always, with running backs, the money position. Uh, Antonio Gibson versus Miami. Tajay Spears versus Indianapolis. Ezekiel Elliott versus the Chargers. Kenneth Gainwell versus San Francisco. Miles Sanders. Zach Moss. P. Pirine. Ernest Johnson. Uh, Obviously, they get... Progressively more of a a reach here, and potentially not as exciting. But uh, Antonio Gibson is very interesting. Uh, The matchup is not super favorable. If Tajay Spears is able to be healthy, he is uh, like a Swiss Army knife. There, he he can do a whole lot of stuff. And I think Ezekiel Elliott and Kenneth Gainwell are very interesting complementary pieces. You just never know when they're gonna boom or bust, but those are all good options. Miles Sanders has a tough defensive matchup, but they gotta find offense somewhere. Somewhere. I really like Zach Moss. Uh, I like him as a DFS player too. We'll talk about that in a little bit. Madie P Ryan, Ernest Johnson. I mean, they're, they're hands. They're so, certainly somebody you can throw in your lineup, and you're gonna get some points out of it. Uh, wide receiver. There are still some. Still some bodies out here. Warm bodies with pulses that might be able to catch footballs and we're excited about it. Uh Josh Downs at the top of the list against Tennessee. He and Gardner Minshew who have had some really great chemistry. Rasheed Shaheed uh against the Lions who seem to want to give up points. Joshua Palmer at New England, Jaden Reed versus Kansas City, Demario Douglas against the Chargers, Curtis Samuel against Miami. Elijah Moore against the Rams, Noah Brown versus Denver, Zay Jones, Jamison Williams, Tutu Atwell, Michael Wilson, DJ Chark, Rondale Moore, Jonathan Mingo. I've seen a lot of guys dropping Jonathan Mingo in leagues I'm in, but um, he's going to have his time. It's just the matchup may not be great for him this week. It's a tough defensive matchup. I think I might respect the Buccaneers' defense a little more than everybody else, which is fine, um, but there are certainly some good options out there. Uh, I really, I really, really like Josh Downs. If you've listened to the show at any point over the last however many years, we're on year 14, by the way, (laughs) but any point over the last 14 years, you know, I'm a bit of a Gardner Minshew uh, maniac, Minshew mania here. So with Josh Downs, I really like that option. Rashid he has really, granted, he is a little questionable with an ankle, but if he's healthy and out there, he's finding a way to make plays Mario Douglas, Jaden Reed, Curtis Samuel. I really – the way I'm picking that commanders game, I really like Curtis Samuel this week. Elijah Moore scares me only because I'm not entirely sure who's going to be throwing to him. But moving on to quarterbacks, Baker Mayfield versus Carolina. I know he's a little dinged up. He says he's going to play. He's going to be fine. He's got a good defense. I'm ready to roll with it. I hope he wakes up feeling dangerous. Derek Carr versus Detroit, who, again, Detroit has looked a little, a little off the last couple of weeks. Jared Goff not getting his best performance, but um, could certainly be a good matchup there this week. Russell Wilson at Houston. You have to figure there's going to be a pretty high-scoring game here. He's going to have to throw the ball effectively. Can he? That's for you to decide. <laughs> Matthew Stafford versus Cleveland, again, not the world's best matchup. <laughs> it's a tough Cleveland defense, but they are banged up. Jordan Love versus the Chiefs. Uh, again, he has he has moments where he looks very functional. Gardner Minshew against Tennessee. Kenny Pickett versus Arizona, who he doesn't have to do a lot. He just has to do enough, and he's winning games. Bryce Young at Tampa Bay. Uh, Will Levis versus Indianapolis. Jake Browning, uh, Desmond Ritter, Tim Boyle, Mac Jones, Slash, uh, Bailey Zappi. All less exciting options, but options that are starting. And you know, by default, you got to get some points there. So if you're really desperate, we've got a a little reach for you there. At tight end, Pat Fryer Moose. He's available in a lot of leagues because he was on IR twice. <laughs> He proved to uh, only go for, like, 100 yards last week while I had him on the bench. I'm not at all bitter about it. Uh, Arizona is prone to giving up numbers to tight ends, so it's a very good matchup if he's out there. K. Otten against Carolina, another defense that will give up points to tight ends, and K. Dotton has become certainly a security blanket for, uh, uh, oh, wow, that just totally escaped me for Baker Mayfield. Um, I woke up just feeling too dangerous, apparently. Chig uh against Indianapolis. The Colts are tough, but, I mean, Will Levis needs to get the ball out fast, and Oguanko is going to be right there. So I like that. Gerald Everett kind of coming back to life there. Same thing with Tyler Conklin. Kylan Grayson, Granson against the Titans. Tyler Higby at uh at home against Cleveland, there we go, and Hunter Henry against the Chargers. There's definitely some names. There's definitely some favorable matchups. Uh, obviously, Pat Friermuth and and K-Dotten are really heads and tails above everybody else, but you've got some good options out there. Uh, defensively, let's take a look. Tampa Bay, Jacksonville, the Chargers, the Rams, Atlanta, Indianapolis, uh, Detroit, Houston, Arizona, Tennessee, New Orleans, Carolina, Cincinnati. There's a lot of defenses that you could go with. Um, when we get to our rankings here in a little bit, you'll see. I only came up with six I fully wanted to avoid because there's a lot of games that could kind of get messy. They could go either way. There could be a lot of lower. I, I think we're all trending towards lower-scoring games this week across the board, especially with anyone who's playing on the East Coast this weekend. There should be a lot of rain. Um, but. Anyway, we have gotten through the injuries. We've gotten through the waiver wire picks. Let's take a look at the actual positional rankings. That's the real meat of what you need here. We've gotten everything fixed for you up to your lineup. Now we're looking at your lineup and trying to figure out who to start. Who are the guys we're starting? Who are we on the fence about? Um, So we'll take a look at uh, running backs first. And like I said, I don't look at Sherpa's list before so that it does not in any way sway what I'm doing. So I'm sure there will not be a ton of overlap here. But we're going to have some. There are some games that are just easier. I, I think we're a little more in line on, so we'll see where we land, land up, end up, land. Uh, pick one. <laughs> we'll see where we end up for uh, this week's predictions. But we'll start with running back. I'll give you Sherpa's top ten and then mine. Uh, Tony Pollard at the top of his list Christian McCaffrey uh, Raheem Mostert David Montgomery, Isaiah Pacheco Kyron Williams, Travis Etienne Najee Harris, DeAndre Swift Devin Singletary uh, Zach Moss Austin Eckler, Zach Charbonnet Rashad White So it's his 10 plus (laughs) As always He's got some some purgatories and, And things like that He likes to people just on the outside looking in it's like a really exclusive club you're just waiting to get in um (laughs) for the avoid oh i guess i'll give you mine and then we'll do avoid um i've got christian mccaffrey at the top of my list i have austin eckler at number two and alvin kamara all the way up at number three on my list who do not austin eckler but alvin kamara does not appear on the sharpest list oh there he is on the avoid list perfect we're in mid-season form (laughs) I've <laughs> got uh, Travis Etienne at four, Jameer Gibbs running on my top five. For me, Tony Pollard is all the way down at six. So this, again, is a product of me being a terrified, paranoid Cowboys fan. However, I think they're going to be throwing the ball more than they're going to be running. Um, at seven, Brees Hall, eight, Rashad White, nine, Kyron Williams, and number 10, Old B. John Robinson, who... Segway is the top of Sherpa's avoid list. <laughs> uh, even when he's not here, it's like he is, you know. <laughs> so he's got uh quite a few people from my list on his and the ones I was just on the fence about on his avoid list. Uh, it starts with D. Robinson, Alvin Kamara, Brees Hall, Derek Henry, Ramondre Stevenson. Joe Mixon, Brian Robinson, Tyler Algier, Chuba Hubbard, slash Miles Sanders, A.J. Dillon. I don't disagree with some of these. Obviously, there's a couple I disagree with. Uh, <laughs> I have some Ajay P Ryan on my avoid list. Um, A.J. Dillon also on my avoid list. It doesn't sound like he's too terribly healthy, and I just I don't love this matchup for that. Antonio Gibson, Tyler Algier, Royce Freeman in uh, L.A., Rico Doddle, tennis walker iii I, I, so it sounds like he's not going to play and even if he does i don't think it's enough value to put him in there jarek mckinnon kenneth gainwell and jaleel mclaughlin in denver are on my avoid list uh moving on to our next position wide receivers i'll go first this time it's like i'm not the only one here making the decision i just <laughs> i gotta keep in routine so I'll take it through mine and then Sherpas. I have C.D. Lamb at the top of my list, and wouldn't you know, so does the Sherpa. So maybe this one will be closer. I've got C.D. Lamb, Tyree Kills at 2 for me, Keenan Allen at 3, Amon St. Brown at 4, A.J. Brown at 5, Michael Pittman Jr. at 6, Chris Olave, um, Brandon Ayuk, Mike Evans, and Jalen Waddell rounding out my top 10. Debo Samuel uh, just kind of sneaking like a 10-A. He's sort of in there, sort of not. Uh, Sherpa has some overlap here, which is nice. He's <laughs> got C.D. Lamb at the top of his list, Tyree Kill, Amon Ross St. Brown, Tank Dell. Love Tank Dell. Debo Samuel, Michael Pittman, Deontay Johnson, Jalen Waddell, D.K. Metcalf, and Rashi Rice. I know there are a lot of people very high on Rashi Rice. I personally have him more in Purgatory. Um, He's also got Christian Kirk, George Pickens, Tyler Lockett, and Josh Downs uh, as potential options as well. On to the avoid list. I've got Puka Nakua at the top of mine. Um, I really respect this Cleveland defense. I do not totally respect Matthew Stafford's ability to get the ball out of his hand fast enough to a receiver he is not entirely comfortable with. Um, I just, I don't see this being a huge day for him. Marquise Brown, also on the list. I don't love this matchup either. T Higgins, also a terrible defensive matchup. Also not the best quarterback for him. Uh, Amari Cooper out in Cleveland. Again, is Joe Flacco throwing to him? Have they met yet? I don't know. Jonathan Mingo's on my avoid list. This is a terrible matchup for him. He's not getting a lot of looks to begin with. Rashid Shaheed. I don't love the defensive matchup. I also don't love the potential injury designation. Uh Zay Jones, just not getting the looks. DJ Chark, again, bad matchup, bad quarterback, bad situation. So on Sherpa's avoid list we've got Jamar Chase. I like it. Garrett Wilson. Tough, but I understand. Amari Cooper, DeAndre Hopkins, Chris Olave, ooh, okay, interesting. Christian Watson, Terry McLaurin, Adam Thielen, Drake London, Devontae Parker, uh, the Adam Thielen one I do kind of understand, it just That's not going to be a great day for Carolina. And like I said, I think we probably both agree there are a lot of lower scoring games. I'm saying this without actually having looked at his list, but there are lower scoring games than in past. Um, Terry McLaurin, however, got some beef with. But that's okay because I'm guessing we're probably picking that game differently. So, surprise, surprise, there's your ominous foreshadowing. Let's take a look at quarterbacks. Um, I will start with Sherpa's list which has Dak Prescott at the top of it. Wow. (laughs) Also, Aaron Rodgers went on the Pat McAfee show and extolled all the virtues of Dak Prescott. Again, I feel like things are just going too good. Something bad is coming. Um, DJ Stroud at number two, so our one and two match up. Tua Tungavailoa at number three. I have him lower down. Jared Goff, Trevor Lawrence, Patrick Mahomes, Gardner Minshew, Brock Purdy, Kenny Pickett, and Geno Smith. I don't hate the addition of Tino Smith because I left him in purgatory for a reason. Um, Anyway, so uh, top of my list looks very similar. Jack Prescott followed by CJ Stroud. I have Jalen Hurts up at three. Um, Interesting. Sherpa has him not on his list at all. I've got um, three, five, Brock Purdy at four. (laughs) Patrick Mahomes at five, Tua down at six on my list. Again, I am I am way, way too nice to the commanders, apparently, but I really believe this is a good team. I digress. We'll keep moving. Uh, seven, Trevor Lawrence, Justin Herbert, eight, Kyler Murray at nine, and Sam Howell at ten. So uh, avoiding for the Sherpa is Kyler Murray, top of his list. Uh, um, do, 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 hold on. Followed by Derek Carr, Sam Howell, Jordan Love, Will LeVest Desmond Ritter, Bryce Young, Jake Browning, Mac Jones, or Bailey Zappi, DTR, PJ Walker, Joe Flacco at all, Tim Boyle. Yeah, yeah. All, a lot of lot of people that it's easy to fill up the avoid list. I mean, I've got Joe Flacco slash DTR slash PJ Walker slash anybody in the Browns organization on my list. Um, Tim Boyle's there as well, Desmond Ritter, Bryce Young, Bailey Zappi, Matthew Stafford, Will Levis, Gardner Minshew, Browning, Kenny Pickett. It's just Eric Parr. I, I don't love a lot of these matchups, and I'm concerned that even teams that score points, it's going to be more running the ball than the offensive throwing side of things, so we'll see how that goes. Um, looking at tight ends, I've got... Probably the same name that's at the top of everybody's list, and that is Travis Kelsey, followed by George Kittle, uh, Trey McBride, all the way up to three for me, Sam Laporta at four, and Evan Ingram at five, Jake Ferguson at six, David Njoku, Dalton Schultz, Pat Friermuth, and Logan Thomas running up my top ten. So let's see if we've got anything in common. No, you a little bit. Um, Sherpa's got Travis Kelsey at one, Sam Laporta, Jake Ferguson, George Kittle, Pat Fryermooth, Dalton Schultz, Cade Otten, uh, Evan Ingram, Kylan Granson, Durham Smith, and Tyler Higby on his list. So some overlap. I've got some overlap on the avoid list. <laughs> if you're looking for the rest of my list, just hold on. It's on Sherpa's avoid list. Uh, I've got Tyler Conklin at the top of mine, Hunter Henry, Tanner Hudson, Tyler Higby, Gerald Everett. Jonu Smith, Hayden Hurst, Tucker Craft, Jeremy Rucker, and Mike Geseki, which I hate doing, but Mike Geseki is not getting enough looks. Um, and just for the purpose of of full transparency, I have Tyler Higby and Gerald Everett on more than one team, and I just every week mm, drives me crazy. But Every now and then they produce enough. This week is not going to be that week. Uh, Sherpas Avoidless List starts with Trey McBride, who I so lovingly have up at number three, is at number one in the hearts of Sherpas Avoidless. <laughs> Followed by Kyle Pitts, Jonu Smith, Logan Thomas, David Njoku, Hunter Henry, Tyler Conklin, Jawan Johnson slash Taysom Hill, Chigo Quanco, and Hayden Hurst, as well as Tanner Hudson. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, some overlap there. That's great. But you know <laughs> not not a ton, which is about to be expected for us, um, defensively, we've got uh okay, interesting, we've got tears, I appreciate that Sherman brought the tears for fears back, um he's got on teams he likes the jets, the dolphins, the buccaneers, the falcons. The Chargers, the Chiefs, the Lions, the Jaguars, Steelers, Colts, and the Rams. My list looks a little different. Not too terribly different, but a little different. Um, I've got the Rams at number one. I've got the Jags at two. Buccaneers at three. Dolphins at four. Cowboys at five. Jets, Browns, Falcons. Uh, The Chiefs and the Chargers running out my top 10. And then on Sherpa's avoid list here, scroll down. Got Seattle, Washington, uh, New Orleans, Arizona, Denver, Tennessee, Philadelphia, Green Bay, Cincinnati, Dallas, and Houston. I only have six that I was really truly like I don't want any part of. Uh, It was Tennessee. It was the Carolina Panthers, the Bengals. The Lions, the Cardinals and the Broncos. So we've got some overlap. I had a lot of defenses that I felt like were gonna be fine. They're serviceable. They weren't like I just can't start them. Like I don't I don't have an issue starting the Steelers defense. I don't have an issue starting the Colts defense. I think they the matchup is good and it works. Um but anyway I digress before I go too terribly far off track. Uh let's go to our game predictions. Always fun part of the show here. So let me just get the right spot on the spreadsheet here. Uh, We will take it from the top Thursday night where my Cowboys will once again give me Ajita. Still terrified something bad is going to happen. I would not be surprised if they lose this game. However, I am going to think with my logical brain and not my paranoia and pick the Cowboys to win. Um, I'm going to pick them to win 34-27. to 27. I think it'll be a closer game, a higher-scoring game than we've seen on Thursday nights because if this is your first time listening to the show, there's one thing I'm certain of in this whole world, and, well, maybe two, because we're going to count me never picking the Falcons. That doesn't happen in the last three years. Um, but I am certain that a Thursday night game is going to do something weird, something that is totally not expected, and that's why this could be a problem for Cowboys fans. Hopefully it's not. Uh, Sherpa went the wise direction, and picked Dallas to win 31-24. Um, the Sunday early games, I like to call them the morning games. We start with Atlanta visiting the Jets. Uh, this is a game I have no interest in watching, and unfortunately, someone has to win it. And this might actually matter for playoff seeding in a whole bunch of ways, which is terrifying and ridiculous. Not to offend any of those fans, but like what are you watching on the field here? So anyway, sorry, I had to hydrate there for a second. Uh, Sherpa is taking the Jets to win by a field goal, (laughs) 17-14. Feels honestly like we could be a little more generous because this Atlanta defense is not good. And the offense is also not looking good. I am not gonna deviate from what I've done for the last three years. Atlanta, prove me wrong one of these days. Show me you can put together a win streak that makes me have to pick you, but you have not done that yet. So I'm taking the Jets. I'm taking the Jets to win twenty three to seventeen. So little little further, but it's this is gonna be a hot mess express. So I'd love to be wrong, but The next game up on the slate, we've got the Steelers uh, hosting the Arizona Cardinals, now of the Kyler Murrays. This is an interesting game. Um, Steelers finally fired Matt Canada last week and then actually had an offense, like a real one that looked like it functioned and everything. But you do have Arizona coming to town who, while they are very walking wounded and very clearly just tried their best to get – uh, sorry, a number one overall pick, which you guys have you beat out here already, buddy. Arizona is still slightly functional. They have Kyler Murray. They've got James Conner back. So this game becomes a little more interesting. I do think, however, that despite having a little more speed and a little more experience, I think the Steelers' defense is still a little too overwhelming for a lot of people. And I think the Steelers are going to win. <laughs> I think they win twenty four to twenty because I don't think this is going to be a very high scoring productive game. Um uh, Sherpa's got the Steelers winning as well, but he's got twenty-seven twenty one, so a little more confidence. Um but so far, you know, we're we're in line here. Three picks in. Moving on to oh, I'm surprised he did not go the other way on this. Houston and Denver. Sherpa has Houston winning by field goal, 27 I love watching this Houston team. I love watching CJ Stroud play. I just think they're gritty. They're dynamic. It's a lot of fun to watch. I think this Denver team has, <laughs> excuse me, all of a sudden kind of found an identity, but I'm not really sure. It's not just house cards that could crumble at any moment. Um, I'm not sold just yet. A lot of people are. I think that CJ Stroud will work a little bit harder and – They're not afraid to try to come from behind and win. So, Sherpas 27-24 is actually the exact same score I had, Um, but I'm not entirely sure. I think Denver can score 24 points. We shall see. But this is one of the higher-scoring games of the day. And moving on to the Detroit Fighting Motor City, Dan Campbell's, or the Lions as some may call them, (laughs) and against the New York, the New Orleans Saints. Who have lost their way just a little bit? I mean, uh, it, for a team that spent the first half of the year being an extremely dynamic defense, um, they have they've started giving up points by the bunches, yards by the bunches. That is troubling. Um, Detroit they've had some issues in that we can't get the offense running. Jared Goff is making some uncharacteristic mistakes, um, but I think Detroit rights the ship. I think that. They come out, and they have a, a pretty strong showing. I've got them winning 30-21 to 21 over the Saints. Um, I think the Saints will show up, and there's going to be Taysom Hill. There's going to be hijinks and shenanigans, and I'm all for that. It's great. Um, but I don't know if just Derek Carr in the pocket is going to be enough to beat this Detroit team, especially if you don't have Kendry Miller is kind of off the, the running back situation. It's just you're without Michael Thomas. Pieces are different. Uh, and this all predicates on, of course, uh, the score gets a whole heck of a lot worse if Chris Olave does not get out of concussion protocol, but we're working with the fact that he it looks like he's going to. Sherpa also has Detroit winning, uh, 28 to 20, so a little slightly different margin of victory, but, um, so far, Terrifyingly enough, we're we're a couple games in here. We have not picked against each other yet. Uh, next game up, Indianapolis, the fighting Gardner Minshews against the fighting Will Levises of Tennessee and the the Derrick Henry stiff arms. Um, Sherpa has Indy winning twenty seven twenty one. I I would have thought this could go either way a couple of weeks ago, but Will Leves is having some struggles in that now there's a lot of film on him. People know how to game plan for him. And, like, also teams just not that great. Um, It'd be nice to have an O-line that gave him a little more time. But they do have Derrick Henry, who's pretty damn dynamic. But Indianapolis has looked more functional lately. Let's not go crazy, but, I mean – it's they're they're figuring it out. I think they got a chance to steal one here. Um, uh, like I said, Sherpa's got Indy winning twenty seven twenty one. I've got Indy winning twenty eight twenty seven in a close game. I think Tennessee's gonna show up. I think it's gonna be a battle. Um so I, I think it's a, whoever's got ball last is kicking a field goal to try to win this thing. So that's a game I'm interested in watching, I think it'll be a good one. Moving right along to the Chargers and the Patriots. I don't know what's going on with this Chargers team. Um, it it doesn't make any sense how poor they play. I think Brandon Staley needs to find another place of employment, because this is not it. But uh, Justin Herbert's out there, you know, dislocated middle finger and all, trying his damnedest to make some stuff happen. But wow, did they find ways to lose games. And that used to just be a December thing, now it's a year-round thing. So we thought we had it bad in the Philip Rivers days. It's spreading. <laughs> it's not great. But they have the good fortune of running into the only team that's potentially worse off than they are right now, and that's the New England Patriots, who can't even name a starting quarterback yet, who have devoted their starting quarterback to the scout team. Um, also, not only that, they do have injuries. They they don't have a real cohesive unit going on here. So Sherpa's got the Chargers winning 24-17, Um, I actually took it farther and I've got the Chargers winning 28 to 13. I am not optimistic about the New England chances here. This is this could be a rough one to watch. Um, Cruising right along. We're finally going to disagree on something here. Uh, The Miami and Washington Commanders game. Sherpa uh, intelligently has Miami winning 31-14, and if I watched that Commanders team last week, and that's what I was basing it off of, I would too. I, however, am clearly a masochist, and I have watched all the Commanders games this year. This defense, even despite trading Chase Young and Montez Sweat, still pretty uh, stout. I know it didn't always look that way, but this is a team that can play. And if, God forbid, the offensive line could give Sam Howell just one or two seconds, things would be a lot easier. But I think that we've retooled some things. We're changing around some stuff in the, in the meeting rooms and the coaches and all of that, and it's great. I think they bounce back. You've got a longer week. You're ready to prepare. I think that there is a chance the commanders come out here and steal this game from Miami. Miami has some injuries. I mean, Tyreek Hill is not at full strength. They could be without uh, Zayn Chan again. The defense uh, definitely took a bit of a, uh, a hit with the Achilles injury this week, and I think that this is going to be a trap game. And Washington's coming in, and they're going to win this twenty-seven. I'm sorry, twenty-eight, twenty-seven. So again, I'm going with a scoring last play. Could be that Miami's down, and they go for two, and they don't make it. I don't know, but I do know it's going to be close, and I think Washington's going to steal this one. So mark it down. Uh, Tampa Bay at Carolina. We are almost there. Sorry, guys. We're just running a little over today. Pretty usual. Um, There are some concerns with uh, how healthy Baker is, how healthy the team is, but quite frankly, Carolina is just looking like a mess right now. Fired several coaches this week, including, you know, your offensive play caller, your quarterback's coach, you know, things like that, important things. Um, And I think doing that at this point in time, going against a very good defense is maybe, I mean, clearly it wasn't working, but, like, I don't know if that's going to fix this. Certainly not in that turnaround. Uh, Sherpa's got Tampa Bay winning this 24-14. I've got them winning 27-14. So we're both on the Tampa Bay bandwagon, um, but it is not a thrilling game to watch, I don't think, there this week. One that's interesting for probably the wrong reasons is the next game, the Rams uh, playing against the Browns. Again, there is a very strong chance that Joe Flacco is going to be the Cleveland Browns quarterback. Um, Again, the last few times we saw him out were not stellar. Hasn't had a whole lot of time to learn this offense. The Rams' defense is going to be coming for him. I mean, we all know what happened to Geno Smith week two when he was mic'd up. (laughs) Um, And on the flip side, it doesn't get a whole lot easier for the Rams because Matt Stafford, who is definitely not healthy, is going to have to be dealing with a, yes, also slightly beleaguered uh, Cleveland defense, but he's got a lot of a lot of big, fast bodies coming at him, and he's going to have to get rid of the ball fast, and that hasn't been going great. Um, so I actually think that in spite of whoever might be playing quarterback for the Cleveland Browns, I think they win 24-21. Sherpa has it going the other way. He's got the Rams winning 24-21. I think it's the Browns defense that's the difference in this. Uh, I just... I, this is just one of those weird things that, that could happen. Moving along to the late, late game on Sunday, the 425 start, and that is San Francisco at Philadelphia, where it will be raining, much like you saw this weekend. The 49ers are healthy, having Trent, uh, Trent Williams back, having uh, Brandon Ayuk, Deebo Samuel, the whole gang, healthy. Helps a whole heck of a lot. The Eagles, while they are still not healthy, they're going to get Lane Johnson back. That is a huge, huge piece of that that offensive line. Having Fletcher Cox playing in healthy-ish, excuse me, healthy-ish, uh, really a big deal as well. So this, I think, could go a lot of ways. I think the weather is a factor in this as well. Um, Sherpa has San Francisco winning 27-24, I think the Eagles have a chance to steal one here. And I think it's maybe they're kind of getting their mojo at the right time. They've had so many games this year where they get up big or they they just go to sleep for two quarters and then all of a sudden have to scramble around to salvage the game in the fourth. I'm not saying that won't happen, and I'm not saying that there won't be a fair amount of points scored here because there will be. Um, they're both decent defenses, but these are these are very high-caliber offenses. and. I'm not entirely sure how healthy the bone bruise on Jalen Hurts' knee is. I don't think he's running quite as well as he normally does, but he's going to need to be running. He's going to need to be moving. And I think that the Eagles can steal this. I think they can win this 30-28. to 28. And I think it's a very close back-and-forth game. I think it's an ugly game with the rain. There's a lot on the ground here, but these, this is – we're getting a prize fight. We're getting a national. We're getting a, an NFC title game potentially uh, in week 13. So I, I think this is one of the games of the day to watch. So I've got the Eagles winning 30 to 28. Sherpa's got San Francisco winning 27 24. Uh, moving on to Kansas City at Green Bay. Um, and Taylor Swift might be there. I don't know. Usually that means they win. Green Bay is pretty damn cold though. <laughs> Kansas City uh a little banged up. Green Bay uh a little banged up as well, but neither of them playing particularly well. I think Kansas City is just the better team here. Green Bay is not gonna be able to keep up with them offensively. Um it it's probably a big day for Isaiah Pacheco and Travis Kelsey and Kansas City wins easily. Sherpa's got Kansas City twenty seven, Green Bay seventeen, I've got Kansas City twenty eight, Green Bay twenty, so we're right in the same neighborhood. Um but it. It doesn't seem like a, there's a lot of ways you can find for Green Bay to win against Kansas City. But last but not least, our Monday night game, which I think schedule makers thought was going to look a little bit different a few weeks ago when they made this. <laughs> uh, Jacksonville playing Cincinnati. Uh, Jacksonville looking like they got their group back a little bit. Trevor Lawrence is, you know, figuring it out. Cincinnati is going in a different direction. They are without Joe Burrow. Um, you know, we've got some some injury, real injury issues, and they, they can't seem to get the run game going. So going against a Jags defense that is very good, and we probably don't talk enough about how good they are. I think it's going to be a long night for Cincinnati and Jake Browning and the boys. Um, I've got Jacksonville winning 30-20. to 20. Sherpa's got Jacksonville winning 27-20. to 20. Uh, so we're, we're pretty right on there. So not too terribly much we disagreed on. Obviously, as always, we want to hear from you guys, hear what you think, your perspective on the game, uh, especially those crazed hometown fans that, you know, see every play and everything. But we do always love hearing from you guys especially on social media. I'll give you those in just a minute. Before we go, really quick, just some daily fantasy picks. Again, as always, the disclaimer, you know who the studs are, you know who the the cream of the crop is. <laughs> you know who you want to start. Here are some value picks to get your points and save you some money so you can keep some more of those guys in your lineup. At quarterback, um, Brock Purdy and Sam Howell are at the top of my list. I do preface this with they are cheaper on DraftKings than they are on FanDuel. So Maybe lean a little more in that direction if you're looking to put them in your lineup. Derek Carr, Gardner Minshew. Uh, again, I think it's possible uh, for bounce-back games there for those guys. The price is pretty right. At running back, from Andre Stevenson, Jalen Warren. Uh, a lot of people add Najee Harris on this list. I happen to like Warren and his health a little better, so I, I just went with him. Zach Moss I think is a great option. Damian Pierce as well at wide receiver. Terry McLaurin, Curtis Samuel, like I said, I think that the commanders win this game, so I'm a little uh, biased also. Sam Howell's going to have to throw all day, all day, to keep up with this team. So Terry McLaurin and Curtis Samuel, definitely, definitely great price, especially Samuel. Cortland Sutton, like I said, we have this resurgent resurgent offense that, that I'm hoping isn't a mirage that lasts. Cortland Sutton can definitely put you up some points. Josh Downs, Price is very right there as well. A tight end, Hunter Henry, not entirely sure he's going to throw him the football, but we're pretty sure they're going to have to throw the tight end a fair amount. Jawan Johnson in New Orleans, Adam Troutman, Tyler Conklin, and defensively, the Colts, Eagles, and Patriots, all good looks. So we have given you all you need to guide your team to victory, and we, as always, are available for you all over social media all week long. You can find us on Twitter slash X at the number four THN inches show at JKIM16 and fantasy underscore Sherpa. You can figure out who's who there. You can also find us on Facebook at the Fantasy Football Sherpa fan page. You can email us at the number four THN inches show at gmail.com. That's the number four THN inches show at gmail.com. And of course, if you missed any episodes, you missed part of this episode, whatever, or you just really like listening to this more than once, more power to you. We appreciate it. You can find us anywhere you find your favorite podcast, and there are well over 200 episodes if you're looking for the back catalogs. One day we might give you a best of. There are some good ones. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, certainly 14 years worth of episodes. We've got plenty to keep you company on the car or, or, uh, traveling for the holidays, whatever it may be. So thank you so much for listening, guys. Uh, shout out to Sherpa. Hopefully we're sending lots of, of good healing thoughts your family's way. And we will be back with you at our normal time next Tuesday night from 7.30 to 8.30 p.m. Eastern time. Good luck to everybody this week, unless of course you're playing us.